Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring. Your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host. I am the five-star man, Asa Gray. Joining me at this time is the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! Dalton, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, Liar! You have necrotizing fasciitis. You have scurvy. You have gangrene. It's just off and off of you. I have a small bacteria infection is what I have in my skin, which sounds which is, sounds way worse than it truly is. It is 10 days of anti- antibiotics and I'm good. Stop and here's like a I- PSA that apparently I didn't know that I needed to give out, but Dalton taught me that I do need to give it out. Uh, this is a little bit of medical advice that is legitimate, even though I am not a doctor. I don't even play one on TV. But when you're given a prescription for antibiotics... Take the entire course. Don't stop taking the antibiotics whenever you start feeling better. Because just because you don't think you're sick anymore means you can quit taking your medicine. No, you have to take the full course of antibiotics. Because otherwise, like, that's how you get superbugs and drug-resistant variations of these diseases. So, Dalton, say it with me. Finish Finish the the whole whole... course of antibiotics. I thought you were going to say bottle. Um... Asa, I was going to figure that out anyway, because my stepmom was explaining it to me at the same time you did, and she is an RN. <laughs> yeah, so she knows what she's talking about. Like, I know what I'm talking about. It just, it blows my mind that, like, you I didn't, didn't know have that, a yeah. doctor tell you that at some point. I've, so here's the thing. I'm 31 years old. I can't tell you a time I've ever been on antibiotics before. Oh, look at Mr. Good Immune System. Like, Show off. Do you take antibiotics Antibiotics for, um, oh God, mono? Uh, I don't know because I don't know if mono is viral or bacterial. Yeah, that's because the only... Because you, do you, you, you don't take antibiotics for viral Viral. Stuff yeah, you take it for bacteria. Yeah. Um, and I knew that, and I think that's the issue is I've never had, like, a bacteria problem before. Um... But yeah, no, I I like legit like I know we do the Dalton's dumb bit a lot. I was seriously like, "Oh, really? You take the whole thing even if you're you're good?" I didn't know. And as I was telling my my stepmom was explaining it to me on the phone. Asa was in the car with me and then like explained it not in text form. And I was like, "Oh, well, I mean, I was probably going to take the full 10-day course anyway, or the cycle or whatever the fuck they call it." But mm-hmm. like, yeah, no. But I'm doing good. Like the people that have seen it or I have told are just like, is it serious? And I'm like, I mean, it's a bacteria infection, but, like, I caught it super early. Like, it's going to cost me one wrestling show, because I'm going to be safe about it, and I'll be good by, like, next week. Or the end of... The beginning of the week after next is after my So why are we even still talking about it? It's not a big deal. Because you said I had scurvy and gangrene. I mean, you're the one that's, like, setting up medical GoFundMes and all this nonsense for your life-threatening disease. Well, that's just because... Oh, speaking that of GoFundMes... Sh- that seems shady. Speaking of GoFundMes and Kickstarters, I got a power of positivity for the week. Let's jump into that. We, we start every episode with not only shitting all over Dalton, but with the power of positivity. Because there's so much negativity on the internet, so much toxicity that just... It, it makes it a bummer to go online so much of the time that we do our part to share something that made us happy every week. And we encourage you to do the same. Uh, Dalton, what is your power of positivity 
Um, the Kickstarter for Our Heroes Rock, which is um, the project that Big E was going for. And it's uh, basically like a childhood. I You need to go like YouTube it because I'm not going to give it justice on what it actually is. And I don't have my phone available right now to like give you the pr- proper synopsis. But it's basically like schoolhouse rock, but more modern and for um, icons in the black history category and culture, uh, which is really cool. I like the second that they announced it back in 2020 because I think we we weren't doing nerdiest part yet, but I do remember talking about it on Pro Wrestling Unscripted whenever it was just us two. Um, so we... I'm I'm gonna cut you off just because this was a news story that I had ready to go. Are you serious? Um, so I'm only saying it because I'm a part of the Kickstarter and I got the emails. So the today is when the uh, the episode on Ruby Bridges yes went out. So it's an animated short film. It's available on YouTube. Um, I do have a note for myself to include the link to it in the description of the video. But um, I've retweeted the link to it. I'm pretty sure the show has as well. Uh, if it hasn't, it's going to right now. But yeah, this is a it's a, a effort set up between um, Biggie, uh, Andreas Hale, yep, um, and uh, Jonathan Davenport. Yes, and it was a Kickstarter set up to where uh, it was basically children's entertainment. But a like Dalton said, a schoolhouse rock style where it is educational, but it is entertaining and it is with a spotlight on um, icons uh, within Black history. Yeah. And um, so the first episode is the Ruby Bridges, and it is up. Uh, it's only like it's less. I haven't watched it yet. I plan on it, um, but it's it's like thirteen minutes, I think. Yeah. Um. I was and here again uh this is just a good uh look into society and the way that we are nowadays i funded it like right away or i didn't fund it but like i kicked i backed it like the second i saw it and i did it to where i could like i got like a pin set and i think if you watch it if they do the executive producers at the end like i may have a credit in there which like wasn't the point i wasn't doing it to get my name on anything but like biggie shouted me out on twitter i definitely paid for that tier um but, uh, like, I was like, oh, dude, when this shows, I'll get to play it in my classroom. And then 2020 and 2021 and 2022 happened. And I'm just like, might not be able to do that anymore because I don't want to be claimed teaching shit that I'm not teaching. Uh, but yeah, no, it's super cool that they got this out. Uh, if you have a, ch- if you were listening and you have a child in your life, um, show them, uh, this is very important representation matters. And I feel like the more knowledge we have about other cultures from that culture, um, the better we are and the more knowledgeable we are. Um, so yeah, I, this is like, this is a goes beyond wrestling, but the fact that Biggie's name is tied to it, I was able to put it in my power. It's positivity. Uh, yeah. and it's super fucking cool. Like shit like this is like genuinely gets me excited about like educational things because it's people that, had the ambition to go out and make content that is educational, not just like because children content is shit nowadays, especially with the advent of YouTube and like the shit that some of these kids watch is just off the wall. And someone made something wholesome and actually educational and might actually change somebody's uh, like viewpoint is really fucking cool. Um, so yeah, that was my power of positivity. I apologize for taking that off of the, uh, 
show notes, I was almost positive that wasn't going to be a thing this week. My bad. Oh no! It, it, like it's good, and it it is something very much worth spotlighting in, you know, the in the power of positivity because it is such a great thing, and like you said, it's also very very important. And to me, it's you know a testament of like yes, we can use the fact that Biggie is part of it is part of it and is doing a voice for one of the. Uh, I know it's a story about Ruby Bridges, but he's voicing one of the robots because it's kind of about like. It, it'll make sense when you watch it. It's a it's kid's a, show. They had to kind of cartoonize it a little bit. Yeah. But so, it also explains like why they're able to jump around these different timelines, like different points in time. Not it's timelines. a, it's a virtual museum aspect yeah. is what they're doing. And like, it's like a futuristic virtual museum. It's really cool. And uh, yeah, I don't know if he's still voicing it. There was like one of the updates where he said he might not be voicing. I don't know. I have to, like, I haven't got a chance to watch it. I get home on Thursdays and I like eat shitty fast food. And then I jump on a, Phone, uh, video call with Asa, but uh, so I'll probably end up watching it tomorrow whenever I get off work. But um, yeah, no, like it's just really cool, and like it's this is just good people doing good things. And so af- he- after the week we had last week, I really need good people doing good things. And that was what what I was gonna say is like, and you know, when we're constantly reminded that pro wrestling is unfortunately full of very very terrible people, it is wonderful that oh okay you know we have a good one biggie is a just genuinely great human being yeah by all accounts uh also quick update he is in fact still voice he's in the credits as the voice of a character Mm -hmm. do you know the name of the and if you know it don't say it because i want to say it yeah i know what it is yeah the name of biggie's character in the show as a you know futuristic robotic tour guide is Etor. Yeah. Which is his actual that's what the E stands for. Yes, which and is, also electronical tour is the bit for it too. It was it's the perfect fucking play on words. Hello, are yeah, you there? So just oh, okay. <laughs> tremendous. Love that, love that, love that. Um my power of positivity, I have two. Uh one is a came in hot this week. And it's Drew McIntyre on Twitter. God bless. Because it's just the level of hate that you love to see of pettiness. Um, the the promo he cuts where he's like, I prayed for this. Someone tweeted about it. It was just a screenshot from Spider-Man 3 where Topher Grace is in the church praying for Peter Parker to die. Or praying for God to like hurt Peter or whatever it was. The dude. Uh... <laughs> just said Drew said. It's like, oh, that's tremendous. But then also just like WWE wishes a speedy recovery to CM Punk. And it's the picture of Jordan on his phone or on the on his laptop, just cackling and laughter. Just, oh, it's it's a level of petty that is truly a wonder to behold. Um, and then my other one that made me real happy is on SmackDown, the reaction that Trick Williams got when he. Yeah, that was cool. When he ran out for the save, uh, to save Carmelo Hayes from Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. And he got a huge reaction when his music hit and he ran out, including, like, very, very prominent, like, loud whoop that trick chants. So, like, the crowd knew who he was and they were excited to see him. And it was just like that, because it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Carmelo Hayes, he's been on the main roster a couple of times. He's gotten very good reactions 
But like the crowd is familiar with him at this point for the most part, because, you know, he was in that United States tournament, uh, title tournament. And then, but like Trick Williams, he has not been a part of the uh, SmackDown. He hasn't been a part of the main roster. He hasn't made an appearance on the main roster. And you and I have that firsthand experience. I was about to mention that. Just because someone's a big deal in NXT doesn't mean the people who watch the main roster know who they are. Now, granted, we're in a we are in a different era. Yeah. Because you know NXT is on the same is like on USA. I was about so to like ask. It's on television. Yeah, I was about to say. I was like, hell, was the network even around yet? And it had just like it was maybe a year and a half in whenever that happened. Basically, the short version is was when we went to a house show in 2016, and it was the loop right before um, Cass and Enzo came in. So, like, if you know how house show loops work, like, you'll see your big stars and then they'll have, like, one or two NXT people come through and wrestle. And they're usually the next ones to show up on the main roster. And this was back when it was just Raw and SmackDown. Uh, NXT was relegated to uh, the network and Hulu. The network. Um, and Enzo and Cass came out. And, again, if you're listening, you know the whole shtick. We were at the Show Me Center in Cape Girardeau. And, like, us... And us were the only people that knew the whole thing word for word. Us and Shannon and them, but they were on the other side of the arena, so we weren't sitting together. Yeah, but in uh, our section, but yeah, and again, I'll let you say, because I, I know you love saying it, but the it's one- my favorite re- thing. The redneck the, that turned around to ask us said- So, well, and it's the, the on, the, the part that he didn't tell- is the screen, like, they don't have the full Titan Tron at the house shows. Oh, yeah. But the screens that they had, it didn't say, all it said was S-A-W-F-T. Yeah, which, you soft. Know, was yeah. their catchphrase. It said that. And then, yeah, we just, so they hit, Dalton and I are losing our minds because, like, this was pretty much, like, peak Enzo and Cass. Like, everyone was on board. It was over as shit. It was fun to chance along with. But yeah, so we're going on, and then, but yeah, then we hear, who the hell is soft? Which made us laugh even harder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so like, it's awesome that Trick got that. Uh, and it was a really good reaction. Like, I had watched it back um, Saturday, because Rumble happened, so I was watching shit um, while I was at work. And I saw that, and I was like, that's cool, because like, you would think that, like, it, Carmelo Hayes very much is the standout in that pairing. But, like, Trick mm-hmm. Williams isn't super far behind, like, reaction-wise. I think Carmelo is a league's better wrestler than Trick, but Carmelo Hayes is a league's better wrestler than most people. Um, and but also, like, Trick Williams is just, like, he's much newer. Yeah. So it's not like it's it's not like he's just not there. It's just, no, he's not there yet. yet. But it really is just a matter of time because the dude is on fire. It has and such, like, a good, to see, such a good to see look him, about him. Oh, that dude has star written all over him. Yeah, like that's one that you see, and you're just like, yeah, he's gonna be hopefully gonna be a big deal. You have to say hopefully because like, you never know. You never know, but like, yeah, the dude just has a great look about him, and he has a great presence. Like, I so again, I don't watch NXT a whole lot, and but every time I saw Trick Williams, I was like, he's the valet. Like he's the second in this. That's weird. And it made sense because, like, yeah, Carmel Hayes is as good as he, like, is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, yeah, no, Trick is really coming into his own. Give him a couple years. I think he'll be, like, a, a bigger name for sure. I, is it Kevin Nash that talks about the airport test? Or is that just kind of, like, a regular? That's like, a, I know that's it's a regular. A, I know. 
I know it's a it's a pretty regular thing, but he very much is someone that like strikes me as someone that no, he is not going to peacefully get through an airport. No. Uh That's so unfortunate. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> But like I get you're he, absolutely right. Yes. But like as you think it out loud, you're like that sucks for that guy. Uh and especially yeah, with the day the world is nowadays, but uh but yeah. No, that was super cool that he got that reaction. Yeah, that made me super super happy. Uh, power positivity, check. Uh, on to the news of the week before we get into, we're going to, we are going to talk about the Royal Rumble this past Saturday. We are going to talk about NXT Vengeance Day that's coming up this weekend. Um, but before that, some big news of the week. Uh, first and foremost being a follow-up to last week. Uh, Vince McMahon is officially out of WWE and TKO and Endeavor. He filed his, uh, or he submitted his resignation effective immediately he is gone hopefully the door hit him very hard on the way out and endeavor uh, and this is never... a situation where he isn't going to be able to force his way back in uh this is because now the the structure and the way that the merger was put together vince mcmahon does not have the votes to to worm his way back into a position of power he is gone he is done um that said I still think, like, I saw a headline uh, or a tweet earlier from one of the Vice reporters that got retweeted that someone, like, was asking, you know, are there are there any plans... Uh, oh, wait, no, ooh, we still have it up. Are there any plans to investigate who in WWE, especially on the executive level, knew about these allegations prior to going public? And it's Tim Marchman. Uh, we're actively investigating this, as our other out- as other outlets are. I have no interest in sharing our reporting before it's ready, but obviously there is no reason to think this problem started and stopped with Vince McMahon. And that was a big part of what we talked about last week. Yeah, that and obviously, kind of the... like that's the most obvious statement you could ever make. In the I in mean... the in the lawsuit, other names were filed, like. Other well, another name was filed, and other people were alluded to. Of course, they're going to have a giant like invest. Or wait a minute, not of course. You hope they do a giant investigation on what is going on with this problem. And again, this is a these are journalists doing an investigation, not any sort of like law, like in, th- endeavor themselves, know, law enforcement. Yeah, yeah. Um, I but I do but it, you say obviously, but like so many people are are willing to look at this and be like well yeah everyone knew vince was a piece of shit but now he's gone so what's the big deal and it's like no 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 there were we don't know how many people you know willing to who were at minimum complicit at worst participated in yeah this level of uh toxicity so i do want to take a real quick second and point out the so Shawn Michaels did a press call today and he got asked about the Vince McMahon stuff and he did a fucking billion times better than Triple H did when so confronted with these questions. Which that's granted, not a, that that's bar, not a, yeah, that's a ground. That wire. bar was six feet under, but he basically was like, no, yeah, we, we, we all are, we're aware of what's happened. Uh, we are, you know, there's, but he kept it framed within NXT, which makes sense because he was doing a media call for vengeance day. Yeah. But he, you know, was like, nope, we're aware and we're putting, you know, we're making sure that there's tools in place that 
if someone feels that they are in a position that they shouldn't be in, that they know that they can come to us, or there's even outside people that they can go to because maybe they don't feel comfortable coming mm-hmm. to, you know, their direct bosses for whatever reason. Like we hope we foster a environment that they are comfortable with that. But if not, we do have an alternative for them. Like he laid it out very, very well. Whereas at the Royal Rumble, and I had a huge problem with it, Triple H, what he should have said was because this is ongoing litigation, I'm not at liberty to comment anything. I'm not at liberty to make a comment. No comment. Yeah. Instead, what he did is like, oh man, what? let's focus on the positives. I haven't even read the lawsuit. But man, we had a great week though. And it's just like, it was so dismissive that yeah. the reason that we, the way that I chose to handle the show last week was because, like, yes, Dalton and I try to remain positive on this show. We don't like to shit on stuff just for the sake of making fun of it. You know, we talk about the stuff that we feel like needs to be talked about, but it's more of a chance for us to, to highlight the stuff that we enjoy of, about wrestling. But there is a thing, as much as we, you know, we, we I have a segment called The Power of Positivity. Because, yeah, there is such a thing as that toxic negativity. But on the other end of the spectrum, there is such a thing as toxic positivity. Yes. And Triple H's responses to these questions is an example of, no, no, no. Like, let's just, let's not worry about that. Let's focus on the good. And when you do stuff like that, it really undercuts the importance and the gravity of some very, very serious allegations that will affect the company top to bottom. Yeah. And, and like, it just kind of felt like if we did this, if we, you know, just did a show like normal last week to me personally, it just, it felt like us, we would have been doing kind of the same thing. So that's why we, you know, handled it in the way that we did, whether or not it was, you know, quote unquote, the right call. I don't, it doesn't matter. Cause the, just the, the size of this show, like the nature of the show, like it's whatever it's us. Yeah. But. So the, it was the right call for us because for one, we're not beholden to anybody on this. And yeah. two, like, fuck them. That's, that's how I genuinely feel about it. Cause like when we talked about it, I pitched having like, you know what? Let's just fucking have a power positivity hour. Yeah. And you talked me out like you like, and it wasn't, you weren't disrespectful about it at all. You pitched your side of it. And I was like, yeah, no, you're right. Um, because yeah, it's, we have a platform as bigger as, and I said it last week. If you have a platform, be it big or small, and you are not using it responsibly to protect people or to do the correct thing, which is out motherfuckers when they're doing bad things, you're doing it wrong. Now, should Triple H have said, yeah, fuck my father-in-law? Not, I mean, if he would have, that would have hit really hard for me. But, like, sometimes saying no comment is the best comment. Like, all you would have had to have said. And, like, Tony Khan has had to do it before. With the something way less bad when someone fights mm-hmm. somebody backstage. And just being like, there was something that happened, um, but uh, we are not taking questions about it. That's how that press conference should have started. Hey, we just had a great Royal Rumble. Um, we're starting this press conference. Uh, we're just going to open this now. Um, we will not be fielding any questions about Vince McMahon and or the lawsuit that was just filed two days ago. And if he would have done that, the reaction to it would have been, well, at least we tried, but that's about what we expected. Yeah. Instead of you have people like Meltzer 
being like, yeah, I have like PR and legal professionals reaching out to me to tell me how bad a job he like his team let him down and he did not do himself any favors live. Yeah. And like it makes it makes Triple H look bad. Like, again, a lot of people wanted to shit on Tony Khan a couple weeks ago and again or a month ago. And yes, should he have been wearing the Tony Storm get up whenever he answered that question? Absolutely not. But he gave a legitimate answer. Now, yeah. was it bullshit? I don't know. But, like, he gave a legitimate answer. But uh, he at least wasn't, you know, just... he. But come on, man, don't kill the vibes. Yeah, it's it's such a bummer, because, again, like, Triple H has done a lot of good for WWE in the last couple of years, but this was a giant step back. And yeah. granted, I don't think Triple H is the person that should be fielding that question. So, like you said, like, the PR team and the legal team, like, really, like, fucking dropped the ball. And really just set Triple H out to, like, really just fuck, like, send him, put him on an island. Where he shouldn't have to answer a question like that. They should have handled that at the very beginning. And, like, granted, it would have been shitty. But, like, anything would have been shitty besides, yeah, fuck Vince. And they're not... Or handed him a prepared statement to read. And be like, do not deviate, do not deviate from these words. Yeah. So... And they just, they just said, good luck. (laughs) Like... So yeah, that was that was rough. Um, and then also just a little bit of relatively breaking news. Uh, we received there we there was a statement made on behalf of John Laurinaitis, the other defendant in the suit that was filed, uh, basically saying it was from his representative, and it was like I will be defending my client in court, not on not in the media, but look at all of the times that it's talked about Vince abusing his power. My client is a victim too. And like, what, what, what did you say in our group chat, Asa? Uh, fucking lol. No, 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 no. The he's, you can tell he's tuning up his voice. Cause that boy going oh, yeah, to he's, singing. Yeah. He's doing vocal warmups. Cause that dude is about to sing. Um, <laughs> the thing is, and like two things can be true at once. Yes. It is entirely possible that someone felt pressured to go along with some of this stuff because it's Vince fucking McMahon. It is one of the most powerful men, like one of the richest, one of the richest men in the country in charge of one of the biggest brands in the, like a worldwide brand yeah, worth a billion dollars. You know, it's possible to feel pressured into certain things like it, but it's the difference between like actively participating in a threesome versus just like nervous laughing at a picture that you're shown on his phone. You know, there's what it's a it's a wide, you know, there's an ocean between the two. Yeah. And and I don't feel like given the information that we have from the suit, I don't feel an ounce guilty for Laurenitis. I don't feel a twinge of sympathy for that man. Especially given some of the other independent stories that we have heard about him. Yeah. Oh, uh, backtracking to the NXT comment. I am so sorry for this too. I, I meant to make this point and then the fact that you just said due to his history. Um, mm. Shawn Michaels saying that thing about like trying to make it a very welcoming like environment. That's super important too when you think about like the one of the like the uh, Bill DeMont situation and about how all of that shit went down. Like NXT yeah. has to be transparent as fuck. 
Um, sorry, I just I had to get that out because that was important for Sean to say because NXT has like not quite a Vince McMahon pass, but of all three brands, probably has the worst thing because it was the developmental and you had Bill Demont being just a horrible human being. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, back to Laurinaitis. Yeah, I. He's claiming victimhood, and that's one thing. And like, believe all victims and all that. But whenever you use it after the fact, it's very tone deaf, in my opinion. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it was a nightmare to work that closely with Vince McMahon. But you don't get a lot of these other things that have come. That, like I said, completely independent of yeah. this suit that we have heard about, like you know, open secrets about Laurinaitis. And yeah. how disliked he was by everyone because of his behavior. Yeah. Like, mm, I don't think that's just because, well, the boss was being mean to me and making me be a pervert. No, I think you're just a piece of shit. And now you were immediately going to flip on Vince to try to, like, worm your way out of paying millions of millions of dollars. Yeah, which, like, I don't agree. Like, he, I, it is not a good thing to do. But that is the smartest play Laurinaitis could do because he is going to like again. Um, there was a video that, and we're so I'm sorry that we're taking this much time talking about it, but like it's a it's still a big deal. Um, Bruce Rivers on YouTube had a he's a defense lawyer, and I was telling you about this last night. He was talking about like punitive damages that if um, oh what's her name? I feel bad that I don't know her name, but uh, the punitive uh, damage. Eugene Carroll. Yeah, if she gets the punitive damages from Vince. Like, it could be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And especially since it's Vince and WWE. Like, Laurinaitis probably doesn't have hundreds of millions of dollars. And I feel like, wild thought, that Vince ain't going to help Laurinaitis out on this. At all. Because he wouldn't pay $2 million to keep the NDA active. Or to keep, like, his end of the NDA up. Mm -hmm. So, like, Johnny Ace is, like, the one person in this situation that, rightfully so, don't feel bad for him when I say this, but, like, he may be completely, like, professionally, financially, like, livelihood may be finished after this. Because he is very much the small fish in the defendant's case. Or in the, um, the people being charged. Yeah. Where, like, WWE's a billion-dollar company, Vince McMahon's a billionaire, like, yeah. Uh, for better or for worse. But, like, Johnny Ace, probably a millionaire, which like is more money than what he deserves but like if the punitive damages hit the way that it's looking like they might he might be legitimately like sol on this which good but that's why he's gonna play this case that he's or this defense that his attorney's setting out i won't be surprised if he gets like sued in this and he has to pay punitive that he his lawyers don't go after vince like I could so. see a follow-up lawsuit after this where it's Laurinaitis going after Vince. Which if that happens, holy shit, that'll be fun. That'd be funny as shit. That would be um, yeah. But that would... We'll uh we'll we'll keep following with it because like I said, there's there was another statement by her lawyer as well saying that like her inbox is overflowing with other people wanting to come forward with their stories. So the first domino is down. And we are just, the butterfly has flapped its wings, the hurricane is coming. Yeah, we, we are so in, we'll, we are in the end game right now with this whole situation where it's, now we just gotta oh see no, how we this, are, well, this is, we gotta this see how is this Iron shit's Man. playing. <laughs> oh, we're in Iron Man right now? Shit. This is Nick, this is Nick Fury asking Tony Stark, I wanna talk to you about the Avengers, the Avengers initiative. <laughs> oh shit, stuff's happening, stuff could be happening here. Like, yeah. this is where we're at. No, we're not even close to end game. Um, Fair enough. Moving on, though, because we do have other stuff we got to talk about. 
Um, also, unfortunate news at the Royal Rumble, CM Punk suffered a torn tricep. Uh, it I so the he the Drew McIntyre hits the Future Shock DDT. Like watching it, I was like, "Ooh, he it looked like he landed off." Yeah, he didn't. He his goes arm to was the tucked. corner. He goes to the corner, and I see him talking to the referees, and I'm just like, "Uh oh, bad." Yeah. And then a little bit later, he is up in the match and he's chopping. And it was like, okay, well, maybe it was just like a maybe maybe he got a stinger, you know, but it's but he's okay. Uh, And then just as the match wore on, it kind of seemed it felt a little bit more obvious that something was up because like I even mentioned to you, I was like, does it kind of look like he is just blown up? Yeah. Like in this last part of the match, like in a weird because like it's not like he hasn't wrestled in. 10 years despite what wwe would tell you like he just had a fucking killer match with samoa joe a couple months ago yeah at like like one of the biggest wrestling shows ever yeah so it's it's not like he showed up completely out of shape i was just like that's kind it's kind of weird um and then yeah it turns out he does have a torn tricep um announced he says that he's out for wrestlemania he had the story with on raw with mcintyre where, like I mentioned earlier, McIntyre talking about, like, I prayed for this. I slept like a baby the night I found out. Like, goddamn. So good. They're gonna fuck each other up whenever he comes back. So assuming good. Drew is, assuming Drew is still there. Um, but it looks like that kind of threw a wrench into the... I'm I'm convinced that the whole Cody-Seth Rollins thing, the, the thing we got on Raw, where Rollins was like, no, I want you to challenge me. I think that's a stall tactic while they do nail down like because they doing? do have like thankfully WWE is in a place currently where they have options. Yeah. If this was like three years ago, four years ago, if their main event babyface got hurt, they were fucked. Oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. Like they would like they would have had to break glass to bring back, you know, break glass in case of emergency for like Cena or something to. Yeah. But, like, they didn't have a good backup. I think there are a lot of really good options, like, Rollins could face at Mania. Gunther is at the top of the list. I'm hesitant to say, like, I, personally, I do think it's going to be McIntyre. Um, yeah. But even though, like, he's lost to Rollins a couple times already, that kind of puts a wrinkle in it. Um, but not really. Like, you you can get enough momentum built up behind him have him be dominant at elimination chamber and it'll be fine um i think Sami Zayn could be an option uh or even like a any combination of any of these guys as well um like finn balor damian priest like any of these like no i know i can beat you something like that like they they are they aren't in a terrible place because they have options but i do think this was kind of a holding pattern okay once we figure out what we're gonna do you know we don't know for sure yet but yeah they just got to figure out what play they're going with right now which again it's good that they have those options because again i think gunther is the top guy to do it because like you have this um uh participation trophy championship and i think that's perfect for gunther not i feel like he deserves the world like, he deserves the big belt, but, like, fuck, let the second person that hold the bi- title be the same person that's also holding the IC title at the same time. Fuck it, we did it yeah. with Warrior. Like, and we all know how Gunther feels about Warrior. 
<laughs> let, let, let him do it right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, I'm the first person. Would he be the first person to be the simultaneous Intercontinental and World Champion since yes. Warrior? Yeah, uh, give him another record to break. Um, He'd be the only one. Oh, okay. Well, I knew I knew Warrior was the first. I just didn't know if... Well, He'd there had be, been one since then. No, there. Well, he'd be the only one because uh, Warrior had the Intercontinental and WWF title, so that would be like what Roman has. Yeah, I know. I, okay. I know. I know what you're saying. And the you're lineage. Not, the, the lineage is different. It is worth pointing out. But like, I just meant the Intercontinental title and, and a, a heavyweight. Yeah, and a heavyweight. Yeah, title. and a world title. Heavyweight. Yeah. Whatever. Um, um, and I'm just saying, like, in the lineage of that title, there's never been anybody to do that. Now, is it the same thing as Warrior? Yes. Do I think Gunther would do a really good job with that? Yes. Could you tell some really fun stories with that? Absolutely. The uh, next closest thing to that, Asa, would have been uh, Seth hiving the WWE title and the US title at the same time. Uh, I think that needs to get pointed out. That was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the IC title, it hasn't been since Gunther, or since Warriors had it, um, where he was a world champion in a uh, tertiary IC title champion. Secondary title, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that, I mean that would be cool, and I think Gunther could would do. There, there are neat things you could do about that. Um, also, it may be time, thanks to Twitter, to retire the Constellation Championship name because it has been redubbed, redubbed the Fubu Championship. For Rollins us said us. the title, the championship was made was is for us by us. He said it on Raw, <laughs> and then the internet did its thing, and it's the Fubu. That's where like the Kevin Nash picture and the yeah. Rollins with the this yeah. Is, yeah. Fubu Championship. Man, I want Fubu to make wrestling gear. That should be comfortable. <laughs> so baggy. I'm I'm fine with it. But all the best sent out to Punk. Like, if you were genuinely happy that he got injured because you don't like the way that he, you know, behaved in AEW or any of that, you're a weirdo. Bad. That's person. a weird. That's weird behavior. Yes. Bad. Reevaluate. Person. Look at look inward and fix yourself. Uh. Um, it- like, I'm not even the biggest CM Punk fan, and I just went, man, that fucking sucks. Like, every yeah. time, and again, I'm more worried, like, be more worried about a person's actual health, yes. Um, but every time it feels like we're getting some CM Punk, like, steamrolling forward, it's an injury. Like, and it Something sucks. Happens. Yeah. Um, and I did, I made the joke on Twitter of the two, like, Squidward in the wheelchair and Spongebob in the wheelchair all bandaged up, like, oh, the WrestleMania Night 1 main event. That wasn't about Punk. It was just like, shit, a week after Rollins gets hurt, now Punk gets yeah. hurt. Like, it was more, it was a joke about the situation of the match. It wasn't, like, people me celebrating either of them being injured. Yeah. Uh, like, if you're listening to this, I assume you knew that. But just, like, and I, it's yeah. not like I got any flack on it. It's just I wanted to make myself perfectly clear. Yeah. But the people um, sharing the Moxley weak mind, weak body that did yeah. get me a couple times. I was like, fuck Moxley knows stiff. stiff. Uh, Kevin Patrick released from WWE. He was on uh, SmackDown as the commentator. Oh, okay. No raw. No, it was him and graves. Yes. I don't know. On SmackDown, but he got, re- he was commentator, uh, was really, it was reported that he was um, being removed from commentary, but he uh, he was raw. He was on raw. Uh, he was he started on raw, moved to SmackDown. That's what okay. it was. That's why I was confused. Um, 
it, there was a report that he got removed from commentary and then like the next day it was announced that he was just full on released. So, um, but with that, we do have a shakeup on both shows, commentary teams on SmackDown. It will now be Corey Graves and Wade Barrett, excuse me, on Raw. It will be Michael Cole and Pat McAfee back full time. Hell yeah. On Raw commentary. I look forward to McAfee being on commentary in about basically by WrestleMania. Nope. I did not like him at, at the Royal Rumble. That's because he wasn't as familiar with the product. He'll yes, get back. One hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Is I think by Mania, he'll have watched enough of the product to know who people are. Yeah. And like kind of get the oh hey, this is a neat novelty bit out of the way. Because McAfee at the Rumble is like, oh, this is how Dalton feels whenever Taz and Shivani and Excalibur are just making each other pop on pay-per-view. Yeah. That's, that was but it's my Pat, reaction. And I have just the biggest soft spot in my heart for Pat McAfee. I was so happy. I had just, like, it had, he, so I didn't get to watch Rumble until, like, Jordan Grace just came out for the women's mm-hmm. match. And <laughs> Sadie's twin texted me. He was like... Hey, McAfee's on commentary. And then I started speeding to get home. Because mm-hmm. I was like, yay, my favorite. Uh, it was rough. It was rough. It was not his best work. Uh, by far. But yeah, I uh, it's super cool that he's going to be doing week to week now again. And I'm assuming this will probably stick until about uh, September. And then so he'll is start... college football over? Yeah, yeah. College football now? ended. Yeah, college football ends the first week of January. Okay, so and then he'll probably, until it kicks back up again and he goes back, because wasn't that his other gig? Yeah, and that gig's, like, that that job is made for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he is he is very entertaining at everything he does, and I think the sports world is starting to realize that more and more. Um, and since the, like, I'm impressed the Aaron Rodgers thing didn't get him more flack with, like, the sports community as a whole, but, like, uh, he is... He is just, like, we talk about how Samoa Joe is just, like, the most naturally cool person in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, that's Pat McAfee and being entertaining. Like, he's just, like, he is super funny, and he's just as no- enough of that, like, college football player douchebag that, like, you hate him because he's in your class and he says dumb shit while you're trying to learn. But, like, God, he is funny. Like, that's Pat McAfee to me. I dealt with people like him in college, and, like... I hated him for a little bit until I realized that they were just an endless source of entertainment for myself. Sure. Um, so I'm curious to see how Graves does as lead, like play by play guy. Cause Barrett very much is the color mm-hmm. commentary. So I think he'll do, I, I mean, I don't expect that team to be bad by any stretch, but it is like both of them do better with a straight man. Yeah. I, they do. They both have great chemistry with Michael Cole. Because, like, post-Vince Michael Cole... Has been amazing. Has has been, like, arg- like I you could make the argument that, like, greatest of all time. I was about to say, is like, so when do we start saying that Michael Cole is the greatest commentator of all time? Uh, I mean, I'm fine with doing it maybe now. I am, too. Because I don't think there's... I don't think there's a... Now, like, JR has an iconic voice. I have never been a huge fan... Personally, I have never been a huge fan of Jerry Lawler. Uh, because even, like, as a kid... And like watching it during the Attitude Era, he was just kind of gross so yeah. much of the time. And like, like specifically about the women, 
But even just as a, he, he was kind of the, and I don't think it was necessarily his fault. Cause I think it was more of what Vince wanted, but Corey Graves is the heel commentary. Wade Barrett is the heel commentator, but they, but there are lines that they draw. Yeah. Like there are examples of them being like, Hey, that was actually kind of fucked up or there's baby faces that they like that they do pull for. They're complex. They don't just, you know, all heal, all face. Yeah. All heal all the time. So I, I do think they get credit there, but yeah, I think Michael Cole, especially like now that he's free of having Vince in his ear, he's having so much more fun and you can tell. Yeah. So that's, it's pretty great. Uh, last story. Oh, Kazuchika Okada's new Japan pro wrestling contract has officially expired. He is officially a free agent. There is no confirmation one way or the other of where he will land, whether it's AEW, whether it's WWE, whether it's TNA, whether it's NWA, whether it's CCW. Like, we don't know I where wish. he's going to land. I I will politic that match. <laughs> I'll be like, it's mine. It'll be Okada's worst match. And I'm including <laughs> in, like his first run in TNA. And your best match. And I'm including TNA. <laughs> Uh, but the, the main reason I have this on here is because we've talked about him being an upcoming free agent. The main reason I put this on there is just to, uh, straighten out the, the PWT's story. Yeah. The, it was announced that like, Hey, we got this, we got the announcement that we have to remove all of his merchandise by in 24 hours. Yeah. In 24 hours, we have to take down all of his listings. And a lot of people immediately jumped to the assumption, like, oh, he's going straight to WWE. Like, even a friend of ours in a group chat, like, was like, oh, he's WWE bound. That isn't necessarily what that means. It just means that, hey, all of his merch is New Japan merch. He doesn't have, like, a... They're not shutting down the Okada store. Like, there's a Dalton Anthony store you can go and buy shirts from that Dalton handles. All of his stuff is through New New Japan. Japan. And now that his New Japan contract's over, they have to take down all of that New Japan merch. They did the same thing with Jay White, and, you know, obviously he didn't end up with in WWE. Yeah. Um, so. I'm excited. To see, yeah, I'm excited. Clarification to see that I wanted to make there. Yeah, I'm excited to see where he ends up. Yep. I don't think there's a bad choice for him. Um, Retirement. Well, nope. That's the bad choice. Yeah, that would be real important. It's like, you know what? I'm good. I'd be so sad. Uh, This past Saturday. Actually, real quick. NXT Vengeance Day is this coming Saturday. Dalton probably won't watch it. Uh, this is the last Saturday that I have free this month, so I'm excited to check this out. Uh, the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic winners get a future tag title match. Uh, the Wolf Dogs, Baron Corbin and Braun Breaker, uh, taking on Trick Mellow Gang, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Gotta think that Hayes and or Williams doesn't you know there's a miscommunication there wolf dogs capitalize and get the pin um tremendously fun dynamic between breaker and corbin for the last several weeks i can't decide who is who in the who is dalton and who is asa in that team but it's really bumming me out that i feel like i'm very much braun breaker 100 percent. yeah because it's like you would say wolf dogs and look at me and wait for me to like either break or sell the fact that you just said that to me. Mm-hmm. And I probably would hit you with the Baron Corbin, but the more I think about it, it's like, no, I'm very much the Braun Breaker in that dynamic, which 
That's fine. He has cool singlets. <laughs> uh, did you see in 2K24, you'll be for certain superstars, you'll be able to take the straps down? You can do that in 2K23. Oh, well, they, br- they brought it back. Nice, nice. Uh, NXT Women's Championship will be decided. Lyra Valkyria defending against Roxanne Perez. Uh... I will say, Dalton, this is, I, I, I know I said that this is a match that you would enjoy. You got to brace yourself for some Tatum, uh, Paxley bullshit uh, that's likely going to happen during the matchup. Um, that's so, always good. Yeah, there are going to be some some outside non shenanigans going down. This but otherwise, I'm sure pieces. the match itself is going to be really, really good. Uh, the North American Championship, uh, Obafemi defending against Dragon Lee. He did his contract, cashed in after he won the breakout uh, tournament. Uh, Ilya Dragunov defending the NXT Championship against Trick Williams. Uh, Williams wrestling twice in the night. I think this is where we do finally get the Carmelo Hayes turn. I'm not entirely convinced that it doesn't happen after he wins the title. Uh, I To me, it's 50-50 of whether Hayes costs him the championship intentionally or otherwise and then turn and does the official turn, you know, whenever, or either helps Williams win or Williams does win despite it. I don't know. There's a lot of ways this, this could go, but I am very, very excited about it because I do think there's a chance that NXT like sees what they have with Williams and immediately kind of pulls the trigger on him. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. I don't think this is a case of him not being ready for it because the crowds are behind him really saw like he is solid he's got a built-in story and even if it's like ooh, actually this was too soon for him you have carmelo Carmelo hayes Hayes. right there who it wouldn't be the first time we had because assuming he does get a full-time call-up it's not the first time someone on the main roster holds the nxt championship or they could do the bullshit solo sokoa thing of like hey you're a full-time main roster person you can't have this title dang so yeah uh, no DQ match, Dijak versus Joe Gacy, and then a six-person mixed tag match, The Family, Tony D'Angelo, Channing Stacks, Lorenzo, and Adriana Rizzo versus OTM, Out the Mud, Lucian Price, Bronco Nima, and Jada Parker. Those aren't real names. Uh, OTM fucking rules, by the way. Fair enough. Uh, Scripps is their manager. Oh, Reggie? Reggie? Yeah. Yeah. He's their manager. I don't like, know any of... I've never seen a Scripps match, but I know that's Reggie. Um, no, like, fucking rocks. Okay, cool. Like, right, o- OTM is good shit. OTM about to is say, good shit. I'm not, I'm not working this weekend, um, so mm-hmm. there's like there's like a 50-50, I'll catch it. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, this past Saturday was the Royal Rumble. Um, it was solid for a show. It wasn't a bad show. I was I was underwhelmed. It, I didn't like it as much as I really wanted to like it. I didn't say there it was were a moments good show. that I loved. Yeah, I didn't say it was a good show. I just said it wasn't a bad show. No, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like it, it I was just kind of. It was a show. It yeah. happened. It was. This felt like, and this is not something you want to hear about one of the big four, but this much very much felt like a mid two thousand and tens, um, and or WWE Network event, mm-hmm. like placeholder the placeholder the pay-per-view there was really nothing shocking that happened um because again we were gonna talk it like if it wasn't for i disagree about that i do now i will say yes 
Because, uh, like, I assumed Bailey was going to win. I assu- oh, oh, if you're talking results-wise, sure. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. Ta- that's what I'm talking about. Okay, sorry, okay. Because, again, what did we used to say about, like, every pay-per-view during the pro wrestling scripted on uh, era? Man, the wrestling itself was solid. But, man, mm-hmm. every outcome was predictable as fuck. Now, granted, like, that was every month, and that's why that got annoying. But, like, for a Royal Rumble, like, I'm not saying let Santos Escobar win the fucking Rumble. But it was like, yeah, of course it was going to go down to Punkin Rhodes. Um, I felt like Bailey was the one person that I could guarantee was going to be that uh, winner. And then, yeah, mm-hmm. those titles aren't changing hands at the sh- at that show. Oh, no chance. Um, so, uh, Bailey did win the Women's Royal Rumble match. That was who I pe- had pegged to win it. Like, yeah. that was the... Ob- it was I, To me, it was either her or Becky, but I 100% thought it was going to be Bailey. Yeah. Um... Which good for her. She this it's the one thing that she had left to achieve as a uh, she, she won Money in the Bank? Yep. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 she did. Yeah. Money in the Bank, SmackDown champion, Raw champion, uh Tag. Tag champion, and now Rumble winner. No, you're good. I just I couldn't remember off the top of my head if um Money in the Bank was a thing for her. Yeah. So she uh she won at number three. She set a new record uh, in time in the match. She was the third entrant with an hour and three minutes and three seconds. Um, There were some really cool moments in this matchup, but like it felt like in the middle, there was a whole lot of just kind of like not a lot happening. Yeah. Um... Cause like you start off hot with Naomi making her return at number two. The reaction that she got made me super happy to see. Um, I thought that was like great to see. It, it was good to see her back. So it's like okay, cool. We're 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 starting big, uh, and then number five. I think arguably the sh- most shocking aspect of the whole whole show, TNA Knockouts Champion Jordan Grace. Yeah. Which, entering at the Royal Rumble. So, uh, again, I was at work, and whenever I work on the weekends, like, I pretty much am just sitting on my phone for however long I'm clocked in, mm-hmm. um, unless I'm driving. And I was seeing reports that morning about it. So, like, and that's the issue with the internet. I mm-hmm. really wish I could have just been surprised by that. But, like, I, I saw it coming. Like, I knew it was kind of a thing. So whenever it happened, I wasn't surprised anymore. But is it awesome that she got to be that person? Because, like, Mickey James got to do that, like, two years ago or last year? One of the two. And it was a big deal to have the uh, knockouts champion. The difference is this time is it's not Mickey James. Like, I love Mickey James, but she has been a name for She's a former WWE women's champion. Yeah, she's been a name for 20 years. Jordan Grace, like, unless you know her, you, like, and this is going to be a dumb thing, unless you're aware of her career, you have no point of reference for her. I mean, if you're on commentary for the Royal Rumble match, you have no idea who she is. Uh, 100%. Um, and she... Didn't love that. <laughs> um, she had a really solid showing. She... Yes. And that was my favorite part, is they, like... She came in, she had that really great moment with Naomi, and then they're just like, yay, we're best friends. Let's hit each other in the face a whole lot. Yeah, let's whip the shit out of each other. Um, Mickey James... Is not a Hall of Famer. 
In WWE? No. Yeah, WWE Hall of Fame? No? Okay. I'm pretty sure. Will be. Should be. Like, 100% should be, yes. Fits, yeah, fits that criteria 100%. But that is why I was so surprised, because I intentionally stayed off of the internet that day, because like I didn't want to have stuff spoiled. Well, you knew what I was doing. There was no skirting around that. Oh, yeah, me. no. And that's like, I understand how it happened to you, but like I made a conscious effort to like try to learn as little as possible. So, like, she came out and I was like, oh, holy shit, that rules. Because, yeah, you were not Mickey James. Not in the sense that you're not talented or a star, just in the sense that, like, oh, you didn't have a very long and storied and iconic WWE run before you were the Knockouts champion. Yes, and Mickey James is not a Hall of Fame in the okay, WWE. I didn't think she was, but... Um, the other things in other parts of this match, um, Bailey being confused at Asuka and Kyrie coming in. And then when they're eliminated, she's like, I thought you all would have had a plan. Yeah. Like that was kind of, that was funny. The weird, the, the one Kyrie Sane elimination of like, she was held on to the, the apron, the apron. And then like Asuka was trying to save her, but then like someone was kicking at her and Asuka just kind of looked at her like, uh, no. Like, wasn't selling it, just like, this isn't the spot, and then she fell anyway? Yeah, so, they were supposed to get eliminated, like, she was supposed to get eliminated right then. Because if you watch the way the spot happened, like, she Spider-Mans on the apron for a minute, and they're Mm -hmm. trying to get her, and they were just like, fuck it, this is taking too long, Kyrie falls, and then Asuka stands up and then gets hit with someone else as she gets shit-canned out. Mm-hmm. And it's very much one of those where I feel like Kyrie was supposed to be standing on the other side and they were supposed to get shit canned together. Oh, maybe. Because, like, I was, like, I said it. And, again, I'm a nobody in wrestling. But wrestling math is a lot clearer to people that do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen, which that was obvious. And it was like, oh, well, I mean, it's fine that it happened that way because she was going to get eliminated 30 seconds later. Like, they were setting up for the elimination. There was just a slip that happened. Which... Is the exact reason why I fucking hate matches like that. There's a reason I've only ever done two. Yeah. And it's because no, they're, they can... they're a fucking clusterfuck and anything can happen incorrectly. I've been at shows where the person that won, that was supposed to win got eliminated. <laughs> yep. And, uh, yeah. That I, was was, also, I was also that, at that show. That was a whole thing. But, like, that's why I fucking hate those matches. And also, let me just say, and this goes for every... Battle Royal, Royal Rumble, everything in the last five years. I do not need 30 apron spots in every goddamn Battle Royal or Battle Royal adjacent match. You know, there's a whole inside of the ring they can work with. I get that you need a battle on the apron, which you fucking don't, by the way. You don't. You know who didn't do shit like that? Stone Cold and The Rock. And I hate being that person back in my day, but back in my day... You just threw a motherfucker out and that was it. At most, you'd get shot... six years ago, by the way. No, the the Attitude Era was like 20 years ago. Oh, okay. I thought you were still going at your, but I'm a wrestler angle. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, fuck no. No, no, no. In my day. <laughs> that's, what, that's why I was just like, all right, buddy. In my day, the Young Bucks were on national TV right away. Um, no, no, no. I'm talking about like old, but like they didn't do all that shit. They had the fucking matches inside the ring and the mm-hmm. most you would get is you would get Sean's skin and the cat. And hey, Bush- did you know that everybody on the roster can skin the cat? Do you actually know how hard that is to do? All right, going back to me being a wrestler. You and know some people can do it backwards. <laughs> yeah, like, um, son of a bitch. On. Moving on. Um, middle of the match did have uh, 
some of my favorite stuff though with the Chelsea Green. Oh, hundred percent. Which one? Props to her for the the pride the giant pride flag in Florida. That was dope as fuck. Yeah, that was cool. Um, but her just the comedy shit that she did was so good. Like her getting squashed between Jax and Niven. Um, her just being so excited that she didn't get immediately eliminated. Yeah, her elimination of- was also f- solid. Whenever, because mm-hmm. like Green was still out there when Niven got sent out, I think. And yeah, they were back to back entries. Uh, Danny, uh, Sadie's brother, was just like, "What if she would have landed on her as she got eliminated?" I was like, "I would go on WWEshop.com and buy out every single Chelsea Green fucking thing they had at that point because that would have been a comedic gold." I could not stop laughing at the getting squashed bit. It got to a point that I was getting excited how they were going to get into it again. Like I and was she just got her and she got her normal reaction, like introduction. Yeah. The Chelsea green. I was just like, how are they going to squish her again? It, and that's the kind of shit that I love in wrestling. Whenever like Rue Goldberg, like bullshit of just like, and now this happened again. And now this happened yeah. again. Like I love a- that. In a business full of people who are so terrified of, like, not being taken seriously, she is the opposite end. Like, she, like, does not take herself super seriously. She knows what her character is, and it's, she, she did really, really great there. Um, and then the end of the match saw our NXT representation, Roxanne Perez and Tiffany Stratton. Neither had a particularly interesting showing, unfortunately, though, um... Oh, yeah. I skipped over. I skipped over the other thing that I that I definitely predicted, which was Jade Cargill made oh, her yeah. uh, main roster debut. Which, well, I didn't skip over. That was at the end too with the uh, NXT people. Uh, and then Liv Morgan making her return at number thirty. I was curious who number thirty was going to be, but uh, Liv is a good choice because like there's so many people that were out with like injuries that I just don't know who like, was on I, the table. Yeah, like, I figured, like, Carmella and Alexa Bliss, like, they are way too close to having um, had their uh, kids to be cleared to come back. I didn't know what the timeline for, like, Dakota Kai would have been. I don't know what the timeline for, like, Raquel Rodriguez, who's dealing with an illness. Um, I will say, um, you can tell that, and this isn't shitting on AEW, you could tell that Jade has been putting some work in since... Um, signing with WWE. Like, you can tell that she's been training. Because, like, a lot of her shit, and not that she looked sloppy before, but a lot of her shit looked a lot, like, snappier than it used to. And it's only, like, been, what, five, six months? Like, if that? Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell that she's been, like, working with people on how to tighten up her shit. I mean, all of her, like, I do remember thinking that all of her stuff looked good. mm -hmm. I just, it's been too long. Like, we never had this long of a stretch in yes. seeing her compete when she was at AEW. So I didn't really have that like freshness of mind. So that's interesting. That's an interesting point. Yeah. That she, she looks like she has tightened up a whole lot and she was never like, all right, she was kind of rough at the beginning, but that's when you're like, everybody sucks at the beginning, which was right. weird. Cause like, she never like sucked, sucked, but like you can tell right. it's somebody we saw her, her first ever match was a marquee national televised match. And she really wasn't the worst part of it even. No. Yeah. But like, just getting to see like, all right, she comes in, what's she going to do? And she was coming in and she was, she was putting shit in pretty hard. She was like, it was a very impressive showing on her end. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, other person who had a great showing was Nia Jax. They made yeah. her look like a absolute monster. I'm not convinced that the raw like because so it's got to be Bailey versus Io Sky. Yep. I feel like that's kind of a given, but I'm not convinced that it isn't going to be Ripley Lynch Jax a triple, in a triple yeah. threat. Um, but Jade Cargill like had the the elimination of Jax by herself. Had her that spot of her up on her shoulders. Yeah. Very, very strong showing. Uh, number th- Going back to the number 30, like, who could it be? Part of me really wanted it to be AJ Lee. That would have been like, dope. It, we had gotten enough teases out of it, so, like, maybe next year. Fingers crossed, but it would just be great to see her back in a ring. If it's something that she wants to do. Yeah. But overall, it was an okay... Like, I've seen people that hated this match. I've seen people that loved this match. I'm just kind of in the middle. It was, a. Uh... It was a steak that I didn't like the way it was cooked. That's how I'll explain it. Like th- it was, it was seared perfectly. The texture was mm-hmm. there, but fuck, you cooked it too much. Yeah, that's how it felt for me. Uh, next up was the four way for the UWU Championship: Roman Reigns defeating AJ Styles, LA Knight, and Randy Orton. Um, it was everything we said we didn't want it to be. Yup. It was oh, outside interference. Roman hits a spear. Hundred percent. Cool. There was there wasn't even they did the cute they did the cute thing where like oh everyone had a moment where Roman would have gotten like could have been pinned, but just like it wasn't until Solo pulled the referee out that we were like oh here we go yeah it was a match that happened yep Uh, Logan Paul defeating Kevin Owens by disqualification to retain the United States Championship Uh, Kevin Owens apparently wrestled this match with a fractured foot of course he did. Um, I love brass knuckle spots so much. Like they are literally some of my, cause if you do them correctly, they are some of the greatest spots in like matches. And it made me so happy to see him use it so much. And like, not just punch over mm-hmm. like they didn't do it that way, but like, they used it correctly. They teased it perfectly. And it was a fun finish at the end. The ending made me happy. Unfortunately, I did not like the match, but I loved the finish. I liked the part where Paul like started screaming at Corey Graves about like, you said no one could suplex this man. Watch this. And then Owens reverses it into a superplex of of his own. And then he was like, I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just, I was stating a fact. I just haven't seen anybody do it. I haven't seen anybody superplex Kevin Owens. I, the finish kind of annoyed me just because Kevin, so much of Kevin's Owens, Kevin Owens's character is that he sees through the veil of wrestling bullshit. Mm -hmm. And he constantly calls that out of just like, no, you can't come out. I didn't say your name. Obviously you were not, uh, you were Ezekiel. Like you were not, or uh, you were Elias. Elias. You're not Ezekiel. And for so for him to hit the knuckles, but then leave them on, in my head is a big continuity problem, and that's a me thing. Yeah, that I understand that that is an Asa problem. That's not a Kevin Owens problem. That's not a WWE problem. That's an Asa problem. Yeah, but yeah, because it, it because Owens excels at the little things. Yeah, and he would one hundred if the roles were reversed and like Logan Paul was the face, he was the heel. The finish would have been Owens cracks him with the knuckles, takes him off and hides him, gets the pin. Yeah. Because he knows to do that. So just, I, it, that one didn't sit great with me. 
but uh and then the 30-man royal rumble match cody rhodes last eliminating cm punk to win back-to-back royal rumbles uh i'm not started gonna... the oh go ahead i was just gonna say the uh, match started with uh jay and jimmy at the one and two spot um some notes that i have from this matchup uh andrade came back returned at number four least Dope. surprising because th- he may as well have just said on AEW television like hey find me at the royal rumble yeah on saturday so like that one wasn't a big surprise uh Carmelo Hayes was in it as well as Braun Breaker, who allegedly took or reportedly took Brock Lesnar's spot and just everything that they were going to have Lesnar do. They had Breaker do, including getting eliminated by Dirty Dom Mysterio. But hey, it was dope. He did a great job. Uh, So a couple of the notes that I had for this matchup, uh, I loved the... Uh, oh, go, jumping back to the women's Royal Rumble real quick. The R-Truth cameo, the R-Truth yeah. appearance. I liked this way more than I've liked any other man in the women's match type thing. Or like, you know, James Ellsworth pulling down the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah. Santina, Morella being Miss WrestleMania. Because the, the joke wasn't at the expense of the women. The joke was truth is confused and dumb and you have Adam Pierce out there and yeah, he kind of screwed over Valhalla, but like that's no, fine. The, the most important thing about Valhalla on the main roster is that Michael Cole can't pronounce the word antlerless. <laughs> like that's the, that's her story. Um, so our truth coming out and like Adam Pierce being like, no, that's you're not. What are you? Cause it, it, it was a great bit that he came out at the women's number 24. And then at the men's, he came out at number 24. Yeah, yeah. It, he had the right number. He was just in the wrong rumble. Yeah. Where are all uh, the guys at? <laughs> I didn't, you told me to come out. Not for the women's one yet. So that was good. Um, <laughs> Him coming out for the men's one. Is this the, this is the right one? Uh, JD, why are you out here? Get in there. And then he immediately gets eliminated. Um, I loved the everyone hates Jimmy story yeah of him constantly trying to form alliances with like uh nakamura was one and they just immediately turn on him and attack him yeah like that was funny um i feel like i'm picking on the guy but i gotta say it the pat mcafee spot was dumb as shit oh it i love this the time i, I love it it would have been funnier if drew carey hadn't done the same thing but better no drew because carey tried paying off kane incorrect well not incorrect but drew carey's thing was it was matt hardy it was jeff hardy and then drew carey mm-hmm. both the hardys eliminated each other so carey was alone in the match until kane came out yeah so then he tried to pay off kane kane had no interest carey eliminates himself because he's afraid yeah haha funny bit this was mcafee pretending he didn't know he was in the rumble getting in the ring being afraid of omas eliminate trying to eliminate himself oh wait no i'm gonna get back in the ring and then actually eliminating himself he was he he thought he could do it so that's why he got back in and then he realized oh that was a dumb thought and maybe it was because like it's been all night of me just not digging dudes commentary and then this is just like an unnecessary like thing Mm -hmm. so i was just like ah i'm not into this that's fair i am am a unapologetic pack 
unapologetic Pat McAfee fan. So I loved it. Was it good? Yeah. Probably not. But did I enjoy it? Yes, I did. Um, We had, let's see. And this is another one that just, it really didn't feel like a ton happened in the no, match. No, I did not like this Royal Rumble match more than the women's. Also, that being said, I really didn't like the women's Royal Rumble match. I did not like the Rumble matches this year a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so the women's was better than the men's. I will definitely concede that point. Um, the men's one felt very paint by numbers. Like, yeah, we had, were... we had the one surprise entrant in Andrade. And then outside of and that, Pat McAfee. Oh yeah. But I don't ever count those. Um, like it was very paint by numbers to me. It was, it was a very safe rumble. Like, Yeah. That's a, the yeah, it, it it just it wasn't great. Now I will say because like you have like your you know Carrion uh, Cross came in, you had Dominic, uh, Carlito, Bobby Lashley, Ludwig Kaiser, Austin Theory, Finn Balor, Cody Rhodes, Bronson Reed, Kofi Kingston, who was only in for it says three minutes thirty four cents in thirty four seconds, eliminated by Gunther, didn't even try to do... Yeah, he just had a normal uh, elimination. Uh, he just had an elimination, which is, I get it, like, you do it every single year, it stops being special, it's especially, like, now that he's kind of started to miss them. Yeah. Like, they haven't gone as planned. Um, Ivar, Braun Breaker, Omos, uh, McAfee, JD McDonough, uh, R-Truth, Miz, Priest... Punk, Ricochet, McIntyre, Zayn was number 30 was Sami Zayn returning. Um, I can't count that as like a huge like surprise. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, elimination type thing, you know, or, or the elimination surprise entrant. It's great to have him back. And like, I'm excited to see what they do with him leading into Mania. Because I kind of get the feeling that if it wasn't if it was going to be Punk and Rollins, it would have been Zayn and McIntyre given like what went down at the rumble but uh i will say this did have i think i've said that a million times this had one of my favorite moments in a rumble in a really long time okay and that was our truth coming out he throws jd in jd gets eliminated truth then gets on the turn or gets on the apron and goes for the tag oh yeah the hot tag spot that and Dominic is glorious. just confused. He's like, what are you doing? Gunther locks in the sleeper hold from behind. Dominic is then like desperately reaching for the tag. He can't reach. Our truth wants the tag real bad. Like you hear Graves like cracking up. And then Dominic hits the jawjacker, does the completely unnecessary dive. Oh, where he it doesn't was... do any forward motion. It was just it's up, up and, and down. Like spreads. Yeah. Hits the hot tag. Truth comes in. And like I it made that legitimately made me laugh out loud. Oh yeah, no. Because I... it was the whole like if if Dominic hadn't done the the dive, yeah. the fact that they turned it into an actual hot tag spot. So here's here's everything made that... it perfect. You know whenever the the stupid shit is the best? Whenever everybody sells that it's fucking stupid. So, yeah, like you said, you have the rest hold going into the hot tag. You have the double down going into the hot tag. He does the doofy fucking dive. I think the most important part of this whole thing was the crowd. This crowd, like, this is one of those things where the crowd was just as important as the workers. 
the crowd saw what was happening. I mean, it was clear as day. It wasn't a, like this was not a, oh, the crowd picked up on this small, subtle thing. No, they mm. wanted the crowd to react like it was a legitimate hot tag. And they did. And it was like, it was everything, play, everything played their part perfectly to make that work. And it worked so fucking well. If the crowd would not have been into that, that would have been the dumbest fucking thing ever. Like, I, I don't know. I think I still no, would have loved it. I, yes, we would have loved it, but it would not have paid off the way that they wanted it to. The fact sure. that the crowd was like, they popped the same way they would pop for an actual tag match made that absolutely perfect. Because again, mm-hmm. now you have the crowd in on the joke. Like they reacted like it was a tag match whenever we have been doing the Royal Rumble for 23 spots. We've had 23 entrants. They all know it's a Royal Rumble. Now it's a tag match. For what reason? Because it's truth. But the crowd fucking did it. And I think that, like, the crowd, like, really did play their part in that to make that a really actually funny, like, moment. Like, yes, truth bringing out the ladder and, like, trying to climb it in the middle of the road, that was fun. But, like, Mm -hmm. this was a whole group practice on a match, and it worked perfectly. Like... That was that genuinely needs to be applauded for how great it was on every aspect. It 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 was fantastic. Um, I so and then the final two were Cody and Punk. I one hundred percent thought Punk was winning this, um, so I was actually pretty surprised. Like Cody was basically it went Punk Cody and then pretty distant third Gunther of who I thought was going to win the Rumble. Yeah. Uh I, <laughs> so I was kind of surprised that, that Cody won, but like the mat, the, the road to get there from when, where they were the final two. And I, you know, in hindsight, Punk has a torn triceps, but it's still like, at one point, I'm pretty sure I even sent you like, all right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and bring this let's, one home. Fellas. Let's like, wrap it up. <laughs> this is, this is getting a little long in the tooth for my liking. Um, but Cody won a little thing that he did. I mean, it wasn't really little, but it was a... So Bailey wins. She points at the sign. The whole crowd is pointing at the sign with her. That was a cool visual. Yeah. I really like that. Cody doesn't point to the sign. Cody points to, to Roman, Roman Reigns, who's in a skybox. And he's immediately just like, it's you, motherfucker. Like, I'm coming after you. Yeah. That was cool. I liked that a lot because it is kind of, you know, it is kind of hacky to do the, oh, okay, you got a point. Make sure you point. Yeah. But because even so they do the video of like wrestlers watching matches back and commentating on them. They did the Royal Rumble with the Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. And Rhea Ripley was like, yeah, everybody points. So I just, you know, I did my wave. And then they showed the videos like, oh, shit, I don't know if I noticed that when she won her Rumble match. Like, that was a cool thing. Yeah. But yeah, so for Cody, to, which it also then, in hindsight, granted, they didn't know that Punk was hurt and that Mania plans are now in flux. But like, it did kind of undercut the Cody Rhodes Rollins segment of him just being like, no, I'm coming after you, motherfucker. Like, your ass is mine. Okay, I'll, you know, you make a compelling argument. I'll think about fighting the other guy that I've already beaten three times. Once with a torn including titty. Including with one titty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, finish the story. I did say that it will be the funniest thing in the world whenever, if Cody loses at Mania 40, 
Gosh. That would be tough. My, as of, you know, February 1st, 2024, I do think it's going to be Cody wins and then it's Rock and Roman at 41. Yeah. Because you, you Rock don't need a loves him that. a long buildup. And yeah, you don't, you don't need the title for it. At this point, the title of Tribal Chief is, you know, as important as uh, actual championship title. Yeah. But, so yeah, overall it was a very underwhelming Royal Rumble. Uh, both matches were okay, nothing great. Well, no, I take that back. The hot tag moment was truly great. There were a couple great moments in each. You know, Chelsea Green, Cargill's debut, Jordan Grace coming out, like, but just the, you know, for the fact that they were a over an hour long each, like, uh, the, oh shit, hell yeah moments, like, yeah. that, that ratio is off. Yeah. But, either way, we are kicking off the road to WrestleMania, Elimination Chamber's coming up, uh, next month? This month. Next February, month? February. It's in Australia. Uh, yeah, is it March? February 1st now. I... Go ahead, keep talking. I'll figure out Elimination Chamber for NXT you. NXT Vengeance Day. Elimination Chamber Perth is February 24th. Oh, and then... Uh, Roadblock? Why are there... So... No. This is weird. So Wikipedia has like the network events chronolo- chronology. It goes from Elimination Chamber to Stand and Deliver. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh was... well, that would be WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. That's usually um, when so they that's do. April 6th. So yeah, and then it goes to Battleground. Like, it doesn't even have WrestleMania on here. That's its own Wikipedia page. Oh, it's because it's NXT. I'm dumb as shit. So we do go from Elimination Chamber to WrestleMania. There is currently not Roadblock or there's not Fast a Lane or... Yeah, there's yeah. not a March pay-per-view. So it's we go from February to April 6th Mania. Um, I honestly don't hate that. No. Yeah, I like that. Give a yeah. give a good solid build to establish some other stuff. Like, you know, we know what the main event stuff is going to be at this point. Let's fill in the rest of the card, make that feel just as important. Yeah, especially because you know you have two nights worth of shows you're doing. So uh, that's going to do it for us because we went a little bit long. Uh, I do want to ask Dalton on the spot. Tony Khan has a major announcement next week. Is it going to be the announcement of Mercedes Monet has signed with AEW? Is it going to be the announcement that Okada has signed with AEW? Is it going to be a super special Chicago ROH show? That's what I was... I was like, well, when are they going to be in Chicago next? Because it's going to be some random show. It's one of those three. And that's the fun thing about AEW is... Like, you know, it could be something that, like, is big industry-wide news or it could just be like hey we're doing a special roh pay-per-view in chicago yeah because everything's in chicago but i kind of i think it's okada man i think he i, I hope he introduces I, the i really wish you wouldn't i would not you i really wish they wouldn't do it that way i really hope it's not that for that reason i feel like there's a way better way to say hey okada's in the company than tony khan has a major announcement yeah uh, oh 100 i yeah. would like have him, you know, do a, can you imagine if it's just like Samoa Joe 
in the ring. He beats whoever, let's say it's Hangman. Mm -hmm. He retains against Hangman at Revolution. And he's like, you know what? I look at the rest of these rankings, because the AEW brought back the rankings now. I look at these rankings. No one stacks up. You can come at me whenever you have some real money to be made. Pating. Yep. Mm. That would be dope. God, fantasy booking. What a dork. Um, but yeah, no, I think that is how you, like you do a big surprise reveal there. You don't announce that there's an announcement. But I don't know, and it may not be any of those three. It could, you know, it could just be something different. So be interesting to see. But that is next week. We will talk all about that and more. I'll talk about Vengeance Day. Dalton might join me if he actually watches it. Who knows? Stay tuned and find out. Uh, you can follow the show and myself and Dalton on the social medias. I am at the five star man on Twitter, excuse me, and blue sky and threads and Instagram, but I don't use Instagram a ton. Uh, you can follow the show at nerdiest part on threads, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow Dalton at Mr. D Anthony N P O T R on Twitter. And yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week, fingers crossed, because with our luck, even just this early in the year, it's not guaranteed. And that is why we end every show the same way, which is take care of yourself, take care of each other, and watch more wrestling.